Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 17. Today, we're going to be talking about crewing. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get out. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is an exciting day for me. Joel, we are, where are we at? <laughs> We're back in the bus. We are back in Studio 78, sitting at Buse Trailhead, and it is raining. That's right. It's better than snow. That's right, and it's game on, because we don't care about the rain, because we have a special episode for you, and the rain actually plays really well into it. In fact, our guest this morning, who we won't announce yet, right? Um, although you'll probably read it before you listen to it. Yep. He was basically saying, this is perfect because this is what I had to crew in last year. So, Or two years ago. Two years ago. Two years bear. ago. Yeah. So, the rain uh, bear. We're just happy to be back. We're happy to be back with episode 17. That's right. Unreal. And really, it's you know 18 podcasts because we had zero episode. Right. <laughs> um, so before we get started, we just want to remind everybody over on the Trail Manners website, we got some pretty sweet gear. Yeah. And the Boko hats. Oh, they're so nice. Guess what, though? Out of stock. Are they really? Out of stock. We've got another order coming, but it's going to take like four weeks. Okay. So sorry if you missed the first round. They're super spicy, super hot. Yep. Uh, we actually had Brad, a Brad Sween, uh, take a photo of his cool Trail Manners hat on top of Mount Air this week. And it turned out awesome. So I thank like you it. for your support there. So there's other stuff on there. We got some sweet shirts, uh, yep. lots of other trucker hats. We got that Flex Fit hat that is selling hot right now. Yeah, um, it's pretty, it's super comfy for all you guys with big noggins. Yeah, the that's big, the one to go with. Yep, the big craniums, the yep. big skulls. So <laughs> uh, we got that going. So we'd love to see you with your pictures of that. You know, whatever you're doing out and about with those things. But we'd like to take a minute too and uh, send some thoughts and and some good wishes to uh, McKay. Yeah, uh, and if you don't know the story here, he's the gentleman that horse packs the aid and water and food at El Vaquero Loco. Right. Um, so it's one of Ty Draney's guys, and he was involved in a in an accident last week. And so we've there's a site set up to uh, help fund the expenses uh, right. for for that. And we we just want to say we wish you well. Uh, we hope you're back because we've run the race, and without you, that race would not be impossible, but it would be really really rough yeah it would be way hard not to have that aid station there at the horse corrals and you always sure. have that that smiling face helping you out all the time super good conversation yep. uh, so you know we want to definitely send a shout out to that we also want to remind you that we will be in a couple weeks out on the antelope island for the buffalo run That's 25k right. 50k 50 mile 100 mile yep uh the plan is to have studio 78 set up somewhere near the finish line have a canopy out, maybe have a nice chest with beverages, Yep. and you can come over, say hi. We're going to be running a few shows from that. Yeah, So uh, if you want to be on the show, hit us up beforehand. Yeah, hit us up. If you want to talk about something, come on over. We're going to throw a special, few special episodes out, and you know what? I think I'm going to bring some gear for people that just want to buy some on the spot. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Save a little shipping cost. And yeah. Save us some shipping <laughs> costs. It ain't going to hurt that way. That's so. right. And Joel, why don't you tell people about, because we have a contest going right now, We've had Sebastian enter with some Pacer stories, which was hilarious, with, right. with the dog in the soup. And I'll let people go on Facebook and read that. So that contest is going. We still have uh, two weeks left of the uh, hashtag peak thing. Oh, yeah. we got two weeks on that. But, Joe, we've got an awesome contest with an awesome prize coming up. Yeah, so we've been talking a lot about Bacara Loco and Scout Mountain Ultra just because we really believe in those races. We think the race directors are top-notch guys. And I got a call earlier in the week 
um, from a guy up in Idaho, uh, David Tarkelson. I'm sorry if I totally Nailed butchered it. your last Nailed name. It. But David up there in Twin Falls, he called me. He said, hey, I want to redo my website for this little half marathon I got. Can you hook me up? And, of course, I'm going to hook him up because I want everybody to have a nice, pretty website. So we got to talking. And David's a super nice guy like most trail runners are. And he also is one of the race directors for the Beaverhead 100K and 50K, which is up in Salmon, Idaho. Oh. And uh, he's got a video on his website and on his homepage. The, what is that? The BeaverheadEnduranceRuns.com. So go check that out. And you'll get a course preview of the, the 100K and the 50K. And it looks super rad because it's all mostly above tree line. Oh, that area is so I've been up there twice, and it's beautiful in that area. I didn't realize I wanted to run it until I saw the video. <laughs> That's kind of how it works right? when you see stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So now being the sucker I am, I'm going to run it. Are you? Yeah. Nice. So one more race to the schedule. When is that, Joel? That's July 9th. Oh, God, that's my birthday, it July birthday. 9th. That, I'll be uh, 32 <laughs> on July 9th, you know, give or take shipping and handling. That's right. <laughs> so being the, the super rad dude that David is, he threw out a race entry. So you can have a free race entry to either the 50K or the 100K. And, folks, if you win this, make sure that you can go run it. Yeah, right? this is this is a good prize legit don't waste it for yeah. someone that wants to and now we need to clear something up here because we're starting to give out race entries and we want to set some ground rules if you've won a race entry this year 2016 you cannot win again so that means ashley modsley you can't win again no soup for you no but you can win some gear or something else that's fine with us but just no more race entries. so one a year i think is good yeah that's fair yeah i, I think so too so Get on Facebook, leave a comment like Beaverhead 100K or Beaverhead you know, 50K, and uh, we'll, we'll draw a name probably next week and announce the winner next week. Yeah, we'll do that, and we'll kind of give an idea what you do to win that. But what we'd like to see, even from Ashley, uh, whoever wins this next one, any race entry we give out would be awesome to have a race report. Yeah, right? that would be nice. So it's like homework. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's free, but come on. You know, give a race report. Give a shout out to the race directors, right? Um, you because know. we're not going to give away a race, you know, away like an entry away to a race that we don't feel is going to be worth your time. Yeah, right? for sure. You want to say all trail races are great, but there's some out there you're just kind of like, nah. Yeah, I don't want to do that one. But this one you're going to want to do. Yeah, this especially is awesome. after you see the video. Yeah, and I don't it's dare go see it now because I'm already duper rad. Uh, so Dave, he's got that race. He also has that little outlawtrailrun.com. So if you go there, you'll see his little half marathon that he's got. And that thing is like south of Twin Falls, Idaho, kind of out in the boonies. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, maybe two hours from us. Yeah, Something like that. two, two and a half. Depends on how fast you drive, right. weather. I think Eric and I, we won't be able to go up to that one because we're probably going to go do some adventure run that weekend. But yeah. that's in, I think, the second weekend of August. Yeah, I think it's a week after Vaquero. I think so, too. Yeah. We got something planned right now, so we can't come up there to run that. But, he again, he's got a video, which is cool. Yeah. You know, he kind of takes his GoPro out. And he shows you the course so you know what you're in for. And it looks like a super cool little race. And it's just a half marathon. Yeah, and and there's not a whole lot of those out there around our area, at yeah, least. Yeah, for sure. And trails, trail-wise, you know. Yeah. And if you go up to Twin Falls, I'm going to throw this out there, which is kind of off the cuff. But if you go to Twin Falls, please do yourself a favor and go to Nine Beans and a Burrito. Oh, there we go. That is the greatest bean burrito I've ever tasted in my life. And it is good oh, i like I, that local knowledge that's awesome it is and it's it's awesome and how i came introduced to it is scott jaime took me there right right scott jaime has some uh some bean burrito expertise yeah um and he'll 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 admit that he took me there and i was in love they put mozzarella cheese in there they make the Fancy. tortillas on the spot Ooh. and i came back through one time and i bought i think 20 of them and i <laughs> shipped them to Scott Jaime in Colorado. <laughs> they might have been soggy a little bit, yeah. Um, but he had some, and you know, I don't know if he ate all twenty or, or so because of the time frame. But you know, they're that good, right? So there's there's a little Twin Falls bean burrito shout yeah. out. So this Outlaw Trail Run, it's up there by City Rocks, and if you've ever been up in that City Rocks area, you know it's pretty super rad. And uh, I think we got time for this, but I got a nice story about City Rocks. Okay. Yeah, you ready? We got it. Yeah. Now, folks, if if you're a little sensitive to some foul language, you might not want to listen to this section. Uh oh. Yeah, definitely put some earmuffs. Earmuffs, earmuffs on. Earmuffs. Yeah. So this this harkens back to like 
late 90s, like 98. Okay. I'm just getting into trail running. But primarily, I was you know, snowboarding and climbing at the time. That was my thing. Loved it. But I had this buddy, Jeff Burke. Uh -oh. Now, Jeff Burke got into trail running about that time, and he ran Bighorn 50 and came in like second or third place. Nice. Super fast runner. Yeah. And he was telling us stories about, you know, oh, I'm going to go do this ultra. And at the time, I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> Why would you want to do that when you can climb or ski, right? Yeah, right yeah. And so we went over to the City of Rocks. And this is why I was living in Jackson. We went over to the City of Rocks to go climbing in, like, June, early June, right? So we're over there climbing one day. And this other guy, John Steinbauer, he was with us. And Jeff says, I got to go get some miles in because that race is coming up soon. And we're both like, John and I are like, whatever, dude, go for it. You know, we're just going to climb all day and you go run. So John and I go back to camp because there's just super awesome car camping over at City Rocks. And Jeff comes back and he is a mess. <laughs> Physically an emotional mess. And it wasn't long. He was only gone for a couple hours. And he has in his hand a rolled-up magazine. <laughs> and we're like, Jeff, what you got there? Oh, I found the magazine while I'm out running. Jeff, what magazine did you find? It's a copy of Freshman. Hashtag that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so I did not see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. We're either. out in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Jeff's out running on these backcountry roads. And he finds a copy of Freshman. Unbelievable. The story gets better. Because, remember, Jeff's all frazzled. And we're like, dude, why, why are you a mess right now? He goes, well, I found this magazine, and as soon as I turned around, a badger started chasing me. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeff's trying to get back to the campsite with this copy of this magazine, and this badger is, like, on his heels, nipping at him. And he's just running down back roads with a copy of Freshman. Sweet. Badger chasing him. <laughs> you, just, you can't get any better than a story like that. You can't make it up. No, you, you can't. can't make it up. That was just awesome. There's a lot of badger stories out there. That's a good one. I know. Ear Earmuffs off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that, that naughty story's over with. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take a break because we have a special guest coming up. Uh, last week we did a show on pacing, yep. which uh, I appreciate all the, the plays on that and people listening to that. But this one's going to follow up on the pacing, kind of along the same category. This one's on crewing, which is also a huge vital piece to running, right? Yep, so sure whether is. it's crew, pacing, I mean, it's just another tool you can use. It's another, you know, something to have to help you out. So we'll come back with a crew member slash crew, I don't know, team. I mean, one-man show. crew master. Yeah, crew master. Mix master, crew master. Um, so we'll come back with a special guest, and we'll talk about crewing and hopefully answer all your questions. So uh, stay tuned. Hi, this is Scott Jaime, and you're listening to the Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. So today we're in Studio 78 at the Buse Canyon Trailhead. Uh, today we're going to talk about crewing, and we brought on the crew chief, the crew master, Lane Farka. Lane, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure. It doesn't get any better than getting in the bus. I That's mean, right. This is amazing. And, yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out real quick that Lane's also our uh, Studio 78's handyman mechanic, too, so he's kind of got a couple different hats. I yeah. got a lot of zip ties. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the head crew for many things. <laughs> Duct tape. <laughs> So Lane has been, I don't know, he's been around the crew world for the last couple of years um, because his wife runs ultras. And I don't know if it comes natural to you or if you did a little bit of studying up on this or you just were winging it, but you're one of like the best crews out there. And I think maybe after the shows or with, you might be able to set up your own services here. So tell us a little bit how maybe you got into crewing and, uh, kind of your experience, and then we can maybe just go from there. It's not a bad deal. I like your idea. Con consulting consulting a crew, right? Yeah. So 100 bucks an hour, 36 <laughs> hours. That pays for gas. Yeah, yeah and, oh, especially and, in your truck. And it's a PBR. Yep. I know it's hipster, but that's cool. I yep. like it. Joel can uh, do your website. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, what's it going to be, though? Can we use a theme song? 
Yeah. yeah. We, need, a, we need what, a theme song. We need a theme song. Like, this so. is how we crew it. It's Friday night. Oh, Something man, like that. I'm in. I'm in. You guys are crazy. We can work on that later. So I guess for me, it, it does come kind of natural because I'm an outgoing guy, right? Right. I'm here to party. That's yep. what everyone says. So <laughs> it, it's fun. I just enjoy being out there and, and helping everybody. We'll probably get into this later, but... Um, you meet a lot of cool people out there. You build relationships, and um, yeah, it's just it's just easy for me because I'm just there to help. Whatever, right, whatever and you just got needs. into it because your wife was, you know, doing exactly. this, this nonsense that we all seem to have the sickness for. It's not nonsense. It it, it can be sometimes. You all make it look easy. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. When you come into the aid station, you want to look good. Yeah, and then I'm, when you leave, then you go back to then you, oh. then you start crying. Yeah, right. Yeah. And vomiting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen crying and vomiting in the aid station, but yep. yeah, you. Uh, I've seen Joel come in there about, you know, looking hot, 300 miles an hour, looking yeah. hot, hot, sometimes a hot mess, but oh, looking hot. Definitely a hot mess. All breathing, breathing hard. Yep. <laughs> got, got to look good. That was bare. I remember <laughs> you, that. Yeah. You look good. You came in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You came in there hot. Yeah. So no, it's, uh, it, it's good. I, I really enjoy it. So when, when you crew, do you need, so you're, you're driving your truck around, you know, crewing, hitting aid stations, whatever. Do you do this solo? Do you have people with you? I mean, what's, what's kind of the general routine? So, so it depends. Hopefully we have Nana out there that could take the kids so I can be solo. Uh, but when you say solo, I, I think that's something that you actually have to sit down and discuss with your racer because you can get in a mess when you have pacers showing up because a lot of times your runner counts on the crew to get the pacers where they need to be and pick them up and get them back to the, like, the bear. You're shuffling them from, you know, you at Tony's Grove and you have to get them back over to, you know, Beaver Mountain or wherever it is. I mean, right. you're shuffling people, but then you're trying to catch your runner and then you got to drive up a road with, you know, a single lane road with a million cars on it. And then you're worried about not getting there in time. So um, that kind of goes back into the planning and preparation, but I guess making sure that you are paying attention to time frames and how fast you are and when your crew needs to be there and when your pacers need to be there is it, it depends on if you need one or two people right. and one or two cars true i mean yeah. a lot of sometimes you have family up there that can help or other pacers that drive but um, you know generally it's it's your crew that's there to to have your back the whole time regardless of whether you're a uh, you know 24 hour pace or 36 so the the crew person it sounds like to me the the crew person with the, is like the manager right they're like the project manager and then you, you've got the, the pacers and you've got the runner and the, the crew's trying to orchestrate everything during the, the day. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but <clears throat> I would say the crew can only do that with the help of the runner, right? right. So this is where it comes to preparation, right. which is probably something you may talk about later or we'll just get into it right now. But uh, I remember the very first race that I crewed for Debbie. Right. I panicked. Right? What race was that? It was the bear when she went up. I, I mean, I cruised was it, some, it was some the rain ones. bear, right? What was that? It was the rain the bear. The rain bear. It was yeah, the rain the bear. The 100, right? Yep. That was, you know, the other ones, they're, they're not super hard to crew if you're a 50 miler or you're just out there hanging out, taking pictures at a, you know, you know, a temp or something like that. It's right. not a huge deal. But with the bear, I mean, you it's stressful. Remember that, runners. It's stressful for your crew, right? right. If it's your wife. So why or is your it husband. stressful, though? So give us an example. So, so I guess it's your very first race, right? And look, I know Logan. I know Logan Canyon. I'm familiar with all of that. Right. But then you start reading through these crew instructions on the website, and it says, hey, you have to go to Crowley. And uh -huh. there's a right-hand fork, and you have to turn here and then take the second left, and then you go <laughs> a half mile up a dirt road to see my man with the banjo out there, you know, winging it with the straw in his hat. Yeah. And take a left 10 steps past him. Right. And then go another half mile, and you run into the aid station. It's, it's like a treasure map. That's right. It's exactly right. It's a treasure map. <laughs> Sometimes it's choose-your-own-adventure, <laughs> right. which is why I bring my big truck with a big bumper. That's right. <laughs> People probably know that that. That's Lane. That that uh, asshole. I yeah. shouldn't say mute that. Beep it for me. But <laughs> that guy kind of parks wherever he wants. Um, but it, it can be stressful. I mean, if you are planning on having your wife or husband or friend crew you that has not been in the ultra scene, secretly they're panicking. They're not telling you because they know you're probably panicking about meeting your, your goal of this race, but they're panicking. So right. consider that when you're helping them. So Debbie, being the smart planner that she is, she built me a binder, right? Now, this only happened for the first race, remember that. After that, it was like, you're on your own. Right. Buckle up. So um, she made me a binder that said 8 Station 1. It was in little plastic sleeves, and it had wow. a little paste chart That's in awesome. there. That's awesome. That's fancy. Yeah. And it said, this is how you get to this 8 Station. And it had right. the, the trail highlighted and, you know, turn here. And, and I felt pretty good about that, right? 
And even with that, I still panicked a little bit driving up roads like, okay, I'm at a half mile, but it's at a half mile and I'm not seeing the turn. Right. Am I going to get there in time to get to my crew or I mean my runner, right? right. Um, and I'm going to have time to prep their water and their meds or whatever they need, socks or squeaky cheeks. I mean, yeah. so, so you kind of freak out. Um, and, and she was very well prepared, right? right. Um, so just keep that in mind when you are planning to go run this race and you're using somebody not familiar with the scene, secretly they're panicking. Right. So, so that's something I think is personally crucial. You know, um, and if you have a chance to, as a as a crew, the driver, it's always nice to get out there if you have a chance, right? To get out to see some of the course beforehand, because oh, I know, because no I know I've done oh, yeah. some crewing and helped out with uh, Scott Jaime and Rick Robinson, and I know, you know, the day before Leadville one time, Scott, we drove to the aid station just to know where I was going to be because right. I was lost. You know, number one, I was yep. in Colorado and everything else, but I think that's also another key if you're going to crew. If you have the time, and again, it's a thankless job sometimes and takes time out of your day, but if you have time, check it out, right? Know where you can park, where you can't park, where the road is, like Lane said. Is it really a half mile or is right. it three quarters of a mile? Because yep. you do panic. I think that's. I think Lane brought up some important stuff. Uh, if, say that, you know, the runner and the crew person, they've never, you know, done... Work the, together. Yeah, work together, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's work. You know, it's on the runner to make that... That, that instruction booklet really yeah. it is. I, I think so. I think that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I do too. Cause you, I like think that's said, a good takeaway. If you don't have them, you don't. Like when you know somebody, like Lane, he's crewed Debbie. He knows, right. he knows what's now. going on. Yep. Or if you know your, your runner, a lot of the times you can just have stuff ready. You, I'm going to say wing it, but you can kind of feel what they may or may not need. But if you don't know this person or you're new to it, that's hard. Yeah, it was like like last year I crewed Tara for the right. first time, right? And I had never crewed Tara before. Right. Tara's a rock star. You yeah. Know? She's fast. She cruises. She's she knows what her body needs. You know, right. she has it all planned out. Um, she had a plan. You know, she gave me her time frame, but the way she did um, crew setup was a little bit different, right? So she said, "All my drop bags are at the aid stations. Right. Every one of them. Yeah. And then here's my one bag for finish line clothes. Right. So with Debbie, it's hey, here's all of my stuff. Right. Don't get in a crash, or I'm going to be out there in the middle of nowhere with nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good right. point. So what, what do you want to do? What's your strategy? I yeah. mean, there's there's different strategies on how you know trustworthy your crew is, or if you you never know, right? Um, that's so, a good point. I, yeah, but then but I've then, always been worried about that as a runner. If I've, I'm and you know entrusting my drop bags to the crew person, that would be really stressful. Uh-huh. So here's what I've done: is I my first hundred, I had that problem. I left my crew with the bags in the right. first aid station I came to. They hadn't arrived yet. I was a little early. Um, there, you know, obviously traffic reasons in some of these races. Like you just can't just drive straight up to it. There's what, you didn't tons run of people. Than you thought you were? That's oh, what I, I did. Said. I ran faster. Yeah, I, I was. I was like, you know, like three hours ahead oh, yeah. of time. That was know? Joel yeah. at the bear <laughs> last year. So, yeah, so well, I got hold in. Hold on a second. Smurf nuts. <laughs> Here's right behind Luke Nelson's Joel Hatch. <laughs> Wait a second. I was feeling, folks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, feeling good. I came into that aid station. My stuff wasn't there, so I had to borrow stuff that I wasn't used to using, and what I left that. What do you mean borrow stuff? Like I. Said, can't give back those gels. Yeah, I took them. Yep. I took them. There I said, give me that gel. I need some gel. I need some. And people were very good about giving me gels, right. but stuff you've never tried before. My pacer had some stuff, too. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, it was like five miles later going, gurgle, gurgle, Yeah, that's gurgle. not stuff I'm used to. <laughs> right. So what I've done now is I do my aid station bags, but my crew has like a spare bag. Gotcha. And they just take it to every single aid station because right. sometimes you don't know as a runner what you're going to be in the mood. You can plan all day long. Right. You can have stuff at mile 50, mile 60, mile 80, and it's like, I got two of these, one of these, but you get there and none right. of it sounds good. I think one thing that you maybe can think about is, now the reason I'm saying this is because I'm thinking back when I paced Casey Lish at Wasatch years ago. Um, her crew was Phil um, Mendoza. Okay. And he had a big Tupperware container. Oh, yeah. Of just random stuff that she thought she might need other than her drop bag stuff. And it yeah. was easy for him to carry it from the car to the aid station. Yeah. And sometimes that's that's a big deal. I mean, if you don't have, you know, the big bumper like Lane does and he can just plop that baby wherever he wants for the most part. <laughs> and you gotta you huff it in half mile. Yeah. Make it easy on your crew person. Throw it in a backpack yeah. even. Yeah. Backpack right. or, or you know, a little Tupperware you know, just twelve by twelve Tupperware. That'll get you what you need. You know, and and because we've kind of gone down this road, Lane, you've paid, okay, you've crewed Tara, you've crewed Debbie, but when you crew, right, you're you're there for that runner. It doesn't stop there. No, no, not, and that was something I was going to talk about. It, it this goes back into the building relationship and building friends, right? So yep. last year at the Bear, when I was crewing Tara, um, there was a a group out here from Steamboat. So Amanda Grimes, her husband, 
Uh, her crew, I believe her name was Jenny um, Fox. And they were out there, and they just happened to be flip-flopping with Tara, right, the whole time. Right. And I remember we were up at, um, I want to say it was Franklin Basin. Right. And they were, we were wondering, you know, where's our, where, are the, where are these folks at? They're both running, and they've been within five minutes of each other. They're about an hour late. What's going on? And Amanda had come in right before, um, right before Tara did, and her feet were sausage. Oh. I mean, there was, there was nothing left, and, and she's like, do you guys have, you know, I need this, I need that. And I said, hold on, let me go get Debbie's foot box. Right. So she always has a foot box. And that was something I was going to talk about in a minute is, you know, what type of things should you bring to be prepared? Right. Um, but a foot box is something that's crucial because the one thing you need, and you need a lot of stuff, but if your feet are gone, you're gone, right? Yeah. Tara struggled with that last year because she took some bacon advice. Feet. Bacon feet. Bacon yeah, feet. so <laughs> she took some, yeah, that. bacon feet. She took some advice to put Glide in her socks. Right. And it murdered her toes, right? Yep. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this is part of autobowling at a race is prepare to not be prepared because every, right. everything changes, right? So, so getting back to the helping everybody and just, you know, being friends and, you know, two years ago at the Bear, uh, we had this guy, I don't remember his name, but he, he, his mom and dad, they drove out from California, right? And he was probably in his 40s. His mom and dad were in their 60s, whatever. And he came into the aid station, and he's like, I have hot spots all over my feet. I'm starting to blister. What's the, uh, what's the first aid station at the Bear? When you come over the hill and drop down where your crew can be, right in that valley. Oh, and man. you kind of make that hard left. Yeah, up the road, It's not right? Crowley, is it? Or right-hand fork? Oh, I want to say no. Lethem. Lethem Hollow. Lethem Hollow. Lethem yeah, Hollow, yes. So they're parked right next to me at Lethem Hollow. You know, I got my table out with the water. I got my grill going. I'm making yeah. my French press coffee. People are coming over. We're just having a, a dandy time like we do when we're crewing, right, having fun. And he comes running in, and I could see worry in his face. And right. I don't know this guy from, you know, Adam. I have no clue who he is. And I hear his mom say, what's going on? He's like, well, my feet are blistering already. And I drove all the way out here. I was really looking forward to this race, but I'm over. And I said, hey. Not to jump in, but have you ever heard of squeaky cheeks, right? And I'm not pimping squeaky cheeks by any means. Nope. Um, but I don't care what kind of powder it is for your feet. But I just said, have you heard of this? Because I know it works for everybody, for everyone that I know, Debbie and you guys. It, it just works, right? Right. So I said, have you ever heard of this? He said, no. I said, well, let's powder your feet up. Let's get your socks off. So we right. pulled him off, powdered his feet up. We actually threw some NGGs on him, and he had never run with those. I had an extra really? set of mine, right? Um, powdered <laughs> him up. We threw him on, and out he went. Sure enough. Dude finished a race, and he I came don't. up to me. He remembered me. He came up to me at the end and gave me a hug and said, I never would have finished it without that squeaky cheeks, right? See, that's awesome. And that's kind of cool because he's out here from California. You know, we're all it's all big, one big happy family up there. Um, but And then, you know, with Amanda, last year, same things. You know, her feet were huge old blisters. I mean, they were right. like she had blisters the size of, you know, a hot air balloon, right? And they're <laughs> popping them and squirting ah. everywhere. People are hitting the deck like, ah, you know, there's juice all over the place, right? Um, so I grabbed Debbie's foot box and, you know, we cleaned them all up and the alcohol wipes and got the blister Band-Aids on them and then squeaky cheeks her feet. She had never right. used it before, right? I'm like, hey. You know, you're at what is it, mile forty or fifty? I, I don't even remember sixty Franklin something, right? 60, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's try to get you the last bit of this race. And sure enough, we powdered her up, out she went, and you know, now we're Facebook friends and we're like, Hey, what's going on at Steamboat? And you know, you come out right. to run about rabbit run. So it's just you know, part of building that relationship. It's it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It. And you see that a lot because yeah. I've had people help me in races that I didn't know. Oh yeah. And vice versa, I've helped people that you know, whether it's grabbing them a cup of soup, whether it's, you know, something basic to something even over the top. And sometimes it's that knowledge and experience. Like, by no means am I some professional runner, but I've been around long enough to kind of know what can right. work and what can't work. Right. You know, because everybody's different. But Going maybe through it's, that list in your head. Yeah, of, ginger. Yeah. Was it ginger ale? Right. Is it a ginger chew? Is it yeah. a peppermint, you know, mint? Is it, it whatever? Well, if it's Tidrani, it's is a, is a blueberry Red Bull. Yeah. You know, remember when yeah. he ran the 200 bear, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the day before everyone ran to the start and then slept for like four hours, ran back. Yeah. And I he, still haven't forgiven him for that because he kept you, passing me on his second yeah, he's, 100. He's a and, rock star, Oh, right? my gosh. That infuriated me. I love the guy <laughs> to death. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you've already run 150 miles and you're passing me. <laughs> so, so Stop. He, so he rolls into Beaver Mountain and he sees me. He's like, Lane, you got a blueberry Red Bull, man? And I'm like, that's this is what we're talking about right now, right? A blueberry Red Bull. Like, you're 150 miles into this battle, yep. or 175, 175, whatever it is, right? Yep. Just murdering the race, yep. killing it like a boss, like he does. And and I'm like, now I got a cranberry. He's like, whatever, let's do it. He yep. pounds it, and out he goes. I mean, it's, it's funny. And we still talk about that to this day. And he, how delirious does he have to be at 175 miles, you know, still up in the top pack of runners? Right. And, he's, you know, we still talk about that, right? Well, and when I saw him at, at uh, on his way back at Tony's Grove, he was still smiling and just yeah. the same old tie. Yeah. And he was talking. After you come out of, 
Oh man, what's the one after Crowley? It's one of the. It's like right hand. It's like right hand fork, something like that. I was in front of him at that point, and you know you do that that kind of boring road section. Yeah, it's hot out there. I was getting beat down. I think his daughter was pacing him at that point. And they were talking up a storm behind me. I was hurting so bad. I was so mad that they were behind me talking up a storm. <laughs> Joel's like, <laughs> they were so happy. But, you know, you get after you get done with that road section, you get down this, this awesome creek down there, and the water's so cold. They're down there splashing and having fun in the water. I'm just all grumpy because it was hot. <laughs> I'm just so mad that he was passing me again. Well, that's what happened to you. We yeah. did Speed Goat one of the first years we'd met. We were coming up the climb out of Mary Ellen's, and mm, yeah. and I was in that little creek, and you came passing me, and I because it was hot the, the very first year. Yeah, the, the speed like go the first year. We were coming up the ridge. You, yeah, you and Phil were coming up the. Well, ridge. we were going up that one long climb, and it had that little water runoff coming down. It was super hot, and I was off to the side, kind of taking. Oh, a little, that was like you, the second year, was it? And you yeah. came by all, yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, P- we pumping came up this Mary hill, Ellen. and I'm like, <laughs> that's suck. right, just man. Go. We kept getting in the creek, didn't we? Yeah, that was that was, and I don't think you went up Mary Ellen. Now you go down that thing. Yeah, that was steep. See, this is how we know you got high maintenance because then it was we're getting in the creek. Yeah. What, two years ago, it's someone's giving you a a sponge bath at the top of the hill to cool you off. That's That's right. That's another story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I gave the sponge bath. You did, yeah. Oh, you did give. I was the back. I was right. the giver. So the giver. Way, That's you right. Did, yeah. So yeah. you're right. You're right. I was working at a volunteer. Now this was at Speedgo. Yeah. So I was, was. breaking out yeah. the robot yeah. at the top of the hill with the Red Bull truck, kind of. And I was sponge. I was sponge bathing you know? people. Yeah. yeah, you were. It, it got. It was hot. I'm not gonna lie. It it got, those were free yeah. baths too. They were. I didn't charge. Yeah, it was. It was all game. Another another topic here because this happened to me my first time crewing and I didn't know what to do and I had high hopes. Right, I crewed the bear one year and I'm like, oh, you know, the bear. For those that don't know, super super crew friendly like yep. you don't drive but a couple miles to each aid station where they're running yep. 10 and you're driving two right so you got downtime and so i thought god i'm gonna fish logan river right <laughs> it's right up there i'm taking my fishing <laughs> pole because uh, you have downtime you know i got hours of that right. i never fished one time and i was busy yeah. the whole time yeah so what do you do lane i mean we call it downtime because your runner leaves Okay, you know you got to pack up and get stuff ready to go. What do you do? I mean, you so, know you got two hours, three hours to the next aid station. So for me, um, there's no downtime either, right? The Ogden Trail crew, the yeah. posse up here, trail runners, is big. Um, and even Utah, like even the guys down in Salt Lake to come up, you know, we know them all. We're one big happy family for the most part. Yep. And you know kind of where everybody's at because you've been watching them come in. So the minute your runner leaves, you're either helping people before your runner comes in yep. or you're helping people after they come in. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you know some of them up there just have pacers or they're trying to run at crew lists. And because right. people do that all oh, the yeah. time. You know, Phil Lowry comes running in, you know, trying to mark the trail. We're helping him, right? Waiting for Debbie and all these people. <laughs> and, um, so, so I would say there is no downtime, but you have to make it a point to get some sleep. Um, you know, I, I, the very first race Debbie ran her hundred, I didn't sleep at all. Right. You know, it was 30 some hours. I think it was 32 or 33 or something like that. Um, and driving home, I, I don't know how we lived. That was when I, yeah, I saw a Christmas present yeah. in the freeway in Highway 84 Canyon heading back to Mountain Green. Yep. Literally saw it and was like, that's really weird. Since it's Christmas. September. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, like, hey, straight up, Christmas present. Red, green, green ribbons. I still remember that. That's when you're waking up, like, Debbie. Debbie, did you see that? As we bounce off of the guardrail, essentially, <laughs> clang, and then the Christmas present goes away, and yeah, I'm back to just driving home. But we were five minutes from home from them, but... Um, yeah, so I recommend getting some sleep. Last year, when I was crewing Terra, I made it a point to sleep. You were sleeping at Franklin um, when I got there. Yeah, so I was. I, I was going to pick up Misty and run with her over to the, the lodge, and you were, like, zonked out in the back of yeah. the truck. Yeah, that, well, that was when I did the, uh, the, the cab dance, is yep. what I call it. So I started in the front. With the seat all the way back, my yeah. feet up on the dash, right? <laughs> yeah, this is where yoga pays off if you're a crew guy, right? right. Um, or gal. And then I kind of tried to lay across the center console, you know, it wasn't so ergonomic. And then I jumped in the back seat with all the crew crap, pushed it on the floor, and, and that didn't really work. Next thing you know, I'm laying diagonal across the floor. Uh, in the meantime, I have a subfloor under my topper in the back of my truck, but I didn't get back there because it was cold and I was being high maintenance. So I had my truck running, you know. I was, I was, uh, my carbon footprint was on point. You know what I'm saying? I was <laughs> I was burning some some fuel. Yeah, you did. But uh, but yeah. So what what would you say? Because you've kind of mentioned a few things. What what would you say is the hardest part of crewing? The most difficult part of crewing? Uh, for me, it's it's keeping on time with your runner. Because I said earlier, 
be prepared for your preparations to change or something like that. I don't right. Know. Sounded cool. It was like a you know one of those great Chuck Norris quotes, right? Yeah. Chuck Norris can throw a grenade and kill five people, and then the grenade explodes. Something yeah. like that. Yep. Um, so I would say, um, I would say something I have learned over the years of crewing people is I now take my phone and I open the notes section. So I have a pace chart that's crucial to know each aid station, how many miles between each one, when the crew runner, how long it should take them to come in, what time you expect them in, and what time you expect them out, all of those things on a pace chart. Right. I don't know if you've talked about doing pace charts yet or not. not yet. No, we haven't um, But I would say that's something that, that's crucial to building because um, having a crew and following a pace chart is huge. Maybe throw one up on the website for people to see an example of. That would be good. Um, but what I do now, which is something I've learned, is you're always trying to remember. You're like, okay, so what time did they come through right-hand fork? I think it was like 11.22. Right. So the... I guess they'd be here in maybe two hours, so uh, let's plan for that, right? And right. then then you realize you're completely off because you forgot what time it was. So I open the notes section of my phone. I say, uh, Lethem Hollow, 8.05. Right. And then I look at the pace chart and said, okay, it said based on the time and climb and vert and, you know, the calculation and, time, you know, the difference in their uh, speed per mile, they're going to be here at this time. So then right. I will expect that. And then I know, because then it could change. Your feet get blown up or you yeah. have bad, uh, you know, hydration. Or you don't have salt. You just, you're having a bad section, right? You're in right. Your, your low point. It takes longer than I, bam, I throw that on my pace chart. And now I know. So I'm tracking, right. um, you know, the difference in my runner. Because it's hard. If you don't do that, then you stress the whole time. And then when you're stressing, you don't know when your runner's going to be there. And then you don't sleep. Right. Right. So that's something that I've learned is, is, Time management and eating. Oh yeah, eating is good too. Eating eating's crucial for the crew. Bring bring crew food, right? Right. You don't think about that. You're like, yeah. got runner food, got aid station stuff. Give me my grilled cheese, right? Okay. There, that's a question then. What what is in your quiver? Your top five crew foods. Oh man, that's tough. Did you just get uh, five choices. So it used to be Monster before I quit drinking Monster, even Monster though that's drinks. not food. Okay. Um, but now it's by five. I don't know if you guys have had that or not. No. I mean, Dude, is it? Man, I'm telling you, it's a sparkling water. Hold on, I brought one. He's got one <laughs> with him, folks. Backpack, He's got a backpack in the bus. He's got one. Oh, you know what? I left it in my truck. Uh, so what it is is it's a sparkling water that has like 45 grams of natural caffeine in it. Oh, my god. And gosh. it doesn't have any sugars. It doesn't have any, you know, like all that crap that's in Diet Coke. So I quit drinking, you know, soda and stuff over the holidays. Uh, still holding strong. It wasn't a New Year's resolution because I did it the second week of December. So right. I'm not one of those guys. Nah. Um, you guys, you all talked about that a couple podcasts ago. That's right. Don't um, be that guy. But that stuff's awesome. So it, it's some sort of an energy something, right? And then I always bring my uh, my portable grill with me, and I cook bacon. Wow. So bacon Ooh. for the crew food, but not only bacon for the crew food, but bacon for the runners, oh, right? Yeah. They love it. They that do. actually is what got us in trouble a couple of years ago. Not, I wouldn't say trouble, but got us volunteered uh, to help tie out at <laughs> El Vaquero, right? That's right. So we went up there because we had a lot of Hummers running El Vaquero Loco. Right. And we went over to the, the 25K turnaround. turnaround, right? And I backed my truck up. I pulled it out, and I had everybody's food. People were like, hey, here's my chips, and here's my this. And, and me and Steve Montano, we, we went out, and we had uh, – we had breakfast in town right there, right? and they gave us like six pounds of bacon. Nice. You know, one side, six pounds of bacon. It was yeah. awesome. So I ended up having a bunch of extra bacon, and, you know, we so we put it all out on trays, and Ty came in. He's like, man, you guys run a rockin' aid station. Oh, this is just for our people. And next thing you know, runners are, like, passing the aid station and coming to us and grabbing crap off the end of the truck, you know? <laughs> uh, so the following year, we actually ended up helping Ty run the aid station. Right. But... Um, so hot food is crucial because you're out there all night and, you know, chips. Right. Right. We, we say chips, but most of the time that's runner food that right. the crew just eats. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to take food away from the aid stations. That's what's crucial. Yeah. Because a lot of times they plan for exactly what they need. They'll right. run out. Um, so just being smart about what you want before you go out there. What, what's, your, what's your top five? I, I probably only labeled three. Probably. For crewing? I think I always have to have something a little sweet, you know, whether it's like a little licorice. I like licorice. Oh, yeah. That's but nice. it's well, got to like be like red, you know, even those funky new Australian ones with the blueberries and the blackberry flavors and apple. Oh, yeah. So I like licorice to have something sweet. You got to yeah. have some salt, so some type of chips. Right. I just learned about Korean barbecue chips, oh, which now moved up my list. Yeah, yeah, last night. Like some bulgogi. of those. Yeah. So those moved up my list. Good. I think I think yeah. more along the lines of snack food. Sunflower seeds, they're always in the quiver. I mean, you got to have those. They keep you awake, too. But Yeah, they're always all over my floor. Every time I come back, I clean my truck out. About seeds. five pounds of seeds and chips and everything else you can imagine. There's no beer cans because that's not cool. Yeah. 
No. They're in the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as a, as a crew member, that's very critical is you're, you're so focused on your runner, preparation for your runner, times, everything else. You can't neglect yourself. You got to take care of yourself because you can't take care of your runner. Yeah, if you can't take care of yourself, you, your, your runner's trouble. Right. And the other thing that I think Lane touched on really well is as a crew member, you don't want to take aid station stuff. You know, yeah, that's for the runner to, and the pacer. Yeah, Maybe. if they offer and they're yeah. overstocked. And some of those aid stations you get into, and they just got a lot going on. They do. You know, but I Pancakes. Think, oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Quesadillas up yeah. there at oh, Tony's. And, yummy. I mean, yeah. just. But you got you to plan for yourself, and you got to yep. plan ahead because there's a lot. Because Lane's touched on this parts of things going wrong for your runner, you right. know, whether it's feet or hydration or low points. But then there's also the flip side to that, which I think we've all experienced, is when your runner is on point and maybe ahead of time. Yeah. Because you always think, hey, if they say they're going to be there at 11, that doesn't mean be there at 11, right? It means I mean, be there at 10. Be no, there it means at 10. be there as soon as you leave the other aid station. Pretty yeah. much. Go directly there. Don't yeah. waste any time. And that's don't, where you have the downtime. Yeah. yeah. And I learned that and don't I did fishing. <laughs> but you get there early. And if you can help somebody else, like Lane said, get yeah. to know people. Because he did touch on it. And I know people listen to this. Thank you. Uh, all over the, the U.S. and the world. Um, we have such an awesome group here in Utah. Yeah. Okay. We've got... The, the Wrangler group that's yep. primarily yeah. okay in that's the Salt Lake one. area. Well, that's, that's the big. I think it's that's like that statewide. Most of the state. Now. Yeah, there's people not inside the state that are even part of it because oh, they yeah, come definitely. to visit and everything. So that's like a huge group, and it's you know people know each other. There's you know the the Hummer group, which you know Happy Utah Mountain Runners. So we've got groups here in Utah that get along really well. So when you see them at these races, you're always there to help them out. Yeah. Right. And there's always like, you've got your different segments. You got the faster group, you got the middle of the pack group, and then you got, you know, maybe the tail end of the group and you get to know those people even better. Right. Right. So, um, I mean, we have a, we have a standing, a standing joke now with, you talk about people all over state, like Seth Hales down in Salt Lake. Right. Right. Uh, one time you came running in and, and I don't know if he was delirious or what, but they were laughing at him and he said, he said, "You know, someone if they were smart, they'd open a Neaters in Colorado, and they so and they would sell uh, weed French toast. <laughs> <laughs> so now every time I see him, I say, "Hey, man, <laughs> someone's gonna be ready for you one of these days." And he's that's like, right. "We gotta open it." So it's kind of the standing joke, but that's you know building a relationship with with anybody. It's it, it's fun. Yeah. So so we talked about some of the hard parts. What are the, what are the best parts of crewing? What are the high points? Being the cheerleader. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crucial. It is. Um, so I remember when we went down to uh, uh, Moab, right? And I actually downloaded a bunch of crazy, crazy songs. So one of them, oh, what was that? Crap, I can't remember. Um, anyways, we just downloaded a whole bunch of songs that we were blasting on my stereo as loud as we could when, whenever our runners would come come in. And we have a ton of pictures out there on the Facebook page of runners like with their arms up trying to do the, the slow run across, even though it wasn't the finish line, but it was like the mile 17. We're out in the middle of nowhere on rocks, you know, because yeah. we had wheeled my Land Rover in there to kind of be a remote aid station for people. Right. Um, but but just stuff like that, that that's what's fun. And, and it, everything ties back to relationships, even if it's a because of a bad situation or a good situation, but it's part of the tight-knit community that's the trail running community. Right. So even if you're not a trail runner like me, right, uh, I like to mountain bike a little bit. Uh, I tried to run a couple times. I broke my foot a few years ago, but th- that I talked earlier about uh, realizing the runner, you guys make it look so easy. Right. right after literally i watch you race after race after race and you're like i don't know how they keep doing this they look great they're done they hang out they drink some beers they eat ice cream you know whatever they get in their car and they drive home right uh, which which is another important point of being careful when you're driving home you know oh, we yeah. lost somebody in the community last year to that's that that's right I, at the end um, of the loss, that's that yeah, guy that was he ran into a semi yeah. which is you know it's heartbreaking and sad but um yeah it's it's just being the cheerleader and having fun and you know like I, we would talk about speed goat you know, having fun. We had the Red Bull truck up there. Carl did it right. You know, they're yep. jamming out and he's stereo. They could probably hear it in Provo, right? Yep. Um, and we're up there doing the robot, just breaking it down. You're breaking it down getting, big getting crazy. time. And I think Dan Frey was, you know, slapping me around a little bit. And that's on Facebook somewhere. But it's just having fun and, and just being there and enjoying the situation and the, and the outdoors. I yep. mean, really, that's what it's about. Well, I'll tell you what, if you did start running, I think you'd have a lot of people that would would volunteer to crew for you oh, probably definitely. yeah we don't have to worry about that though <laughs> I, ran li- I ran like a mile last year on the treadmill you know i'm like nine tenths and i'm spitting <laughs> trying to finish and i'm just, <laughs> just look like a rabbit like, rabbit someone dog. give me a gel so i can so i can <laughs> gag all over the place yeah. you know but, yeah muscle like, do oh, the gag reflex but this is what yeah. it's about and i'm right? like that this th- wow they they really do hide this because they make it look really easy <laughs> even if they're at mile 90 you know so well then you know another good one is you know, 
you see it all the time. I've experienced it because I've had crew, I've had pacers, um, and it probably is a little more sensitive when you're talking spouse, right? Crewing one way or another. Yeah. When the going gets tough, okay, your your runner is down. They're just ready to drop. They're ready to call it in. They've got that bad attitude. As a crew member, you talked about your job is to be a cheerleader. Yep. But you also have to kind of be careful, right? I mean, for example, you you crew Debbie. You know, you you guys go home together later, and I know Debbie and most of the time crew members and 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 runners have a good relationship. You know, it's like you don't take it personal. But when your runner comes in, they're hashed, they're ready to call it a day. What do you I mean, at that point, what do you do? Because you know, you're there to help and support. So there's some strategy to that, right? If you're not thinking if they want to call it a day, but there's strategy to not let them get to that point. So park your vehicle as far away from the aid station as you can. Seems like a good idea to be close, but as a race gets farther out, park farther away, right? It's kind of, if you, you start watching, you can see that I do that. Right. So the beginning of the race, like, you know, we're coming to Letham, I'm right next to the aid station right. truck, everything's out, ready to go. By the time they get up to Beaver Lodge, I'm parked, like, on the, the lower, lower section lot. where you're coming up, like, the creepy Blair Witch yep. Project Woods, like, right up that oh, last, yeah. it's just totally. dark as crap. I mean, I'm out there, I'm freaked out. You know, I got my 9 mil on my hip just in <laughs> yeah. case. You know, you never know. Not because of runners, because bears or, yeah. or whatever else, or that, that one creepy yeah, guy that that's running with, that's uh, with Joel's magazine with the Beaver, just yeah, right. a badger chasing them um but but i'm always packing heat just in case um but park farther away so that when they get tired and whoopy and they don't want to stop or or they want to stop and drop out they can't because all their stuff is away from the aid station it's not warm right it's not comfortable they're not sitting down yep. and that was actually something i learned from debbie because she had heard it from all of you all as mentors to hey what do i do with my first race and you said don't go in the aid stations yeah. right in the middle of the night stay yeah. outside where it's cold um, yeah, so there's a tent, stay away from There's a fire, stay, stay away, away from, from it. it. And then pull. the other thing that works is pull out the uh, the magic happy food, right? What yeah. is What takes them to the happy place? So I actually brought some stuff in my bag, right? Okay, yeah. folks, so, so Lane brought a bag. So he so said, I'm, go ahead, you tell him. Well, I was just going to, it depends on who the runner is, That's right? That's right. So um, the reason I have the bag here is I did a, if, if your runner forgot to tell you you were crewing them and it was the day of the race and you were, you had 15 minutes to leave, I just threw a bunch of crap in my bag that I would have as, as crucial stuff. Uh, but going back to the happy food, so it depends on who the runner is and what they want. So if, it, if it's oh, Brian, oh, right? Hear that? Yeah. I have Cadbury mini eggs, right? Nice. If she gets down, boom, I'm throwing mini eggs at her. That's right. And I'm actually, like literally, throwing, literally I'm throwing them at her yeah. and then I save some so she can eat them. Yep. But it, it, it's the morale boost of I'm going to be mean to you. Um, and she actually gave great advice too about about runners and what you do <laughs> and what you sorry it's, you know what you do with uh, with them when they're coming into the aid station, and she said you have to be the ass. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to say, hey, you've been here five minutes. Yeah. Get out. That's and that's true. where it gets sticky with like your yeah. spouse because yeah. Debbie's like, you're being mean. Yeah. Quit being mean to everybody. And I'm like, well, Brian told me to. So it's Ooh. okay. Throwing <laughs> it back on Brian. <laughs> Brian said so. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. deflection. Hashtag yeah. Brian said, yeah. right? So I'm like, hey, when we're running aid stations, everyone knows, get the hell out. Yeah. Don't hang out. Don't camp out because if you think about it, there's 10 aid stations or 12 aid stations. And if you're spending, 30 minutes in each one of those eight stations. That's yeah. hours and hours added to your clock at the end of the race. Right. And if you're in a situation like Deb last year at the race she ran up in Idaho, um, you know, she was, she was what, 28 miles in or something like that. And she's ahead of her pace by quite a bit. Right. But she, it wasn't a, I'm rushing ahead of my pace. It's, I'm feeling good. I'm having one of those days. And the next thing you know, she hooked her foot. She tore the ligament on the top of it. You know, her legs full of blood and, and she doesn't have an extra two hours to finish. She finishes with 10 minutes left, right? Because right. she's, I always call her the stubborn ass. She's going to be mad at me for saying it on this. But because you you are bound and determined to finish your goal, whether yeah. your goal is to just finish or whether your goal is to place, it, it doesn't matter. It's your personal goal. Right. But hers is I'm finishing this damn thing because I came out here. Right. So, um, you know. Debbie's happy food is an avocado. Yeah, mm. right. I brought. Bring an avocado. I saw that. I did. Let me get in here. Is it soft enough so to I, eat right I now? I saw this, this at, at the Rain Bear. Yeah, at mile seventy-five. Mm. So I, yeah. I got into seventy-five. I was and, done. And that goes I was back to. Um, I saw this happen. He it, pulls out an avocado, yeah. and Debbie's yelling at me, "Just tear it apart!" And I'm like, yeah. and I "What do you mean, just tear it apart?" <laughs> and then. Lane pulls out his knife, Which not, he just his, did not the just nine, now. but the knife, and he's like cutting this he's avocado. He's scoring up. the top of the avocado. Yeah, I'm right. watching him score the top of the avocado. Yeah, one of you guys are going to take a hit of this. I'll right? hit yeah. it. Oh, see see look that? that? So it's like a delicious morsel of uh, of greenness. Of green. Oh, look at that. Sammy. 
And you could even squeeze that. Hey, don't oh. suck. The, don't suck this. Yeah. So that's what Debbie said. She does. Pop the top off and then just squeeze it right out of there. Just, yeah. just look at that. Here we go. Here we go. Squeeze it. Get it. Oh, careful. Oh, that's uh, solid. I, good thing I know the high. That mic. one's a little brown inside. Sorry. That's all right. That actually gave me a boost. So yeah. thank you. Damn. So that's her happy food. So it right. just depends on what your runner's happy food is. But then the other crucial thing is bring a lot of happy food. Yeah. Because once other runners see that that's their happy food. So uh, Missy Burkle, a yeah. couple of years ago, was running El Vaquero. Eric's just murdering this avocado right such now. a good yeah. avocado. It's literally <laughs> just he's on point, right? I missed um, breakfast. So Missy, a couple of years ago, came running in El Vaquero, and we're at the other half of the aid station. Right. And she's like, it's not my day. I'm not feeling it. Uh, I, you know, I, I need some help. And same with Sophia Lowry. She did the same thing. Oh, when yeah. She was running her first one, right? She's, she was hurting. The family was there helping her because they're real tight, you know? Yep. And I forced her to eat an avocado. Right. Eat it. Eat the avocado. Debbie oh, yeah. said it's the best I'm thing ever, it right? right? Now. Oh, no. Eat me. it. Not Do me. it. Um, and Missy killed it. And then I talked to Missy after. Missy's like, you know, that was amazing. It actually saved my race. Yeah. Because uh, it gave me the boost because I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't keep anything in my stomach. Right. So it just... Bring enough for everybody because you never know. Other people are going to start saying, hey, I need some help or, hey, you know what, try this because it, it may work for you. Who yeah. knows? It just You never know in the situation with what your gut feels like. <laughs> Eric's still murdering this thing I'm right going to put it down for a minute, though, because I'm getting to the seed. So should we get back to this? We have. Let's uh, just bust out the bag. Here, what you got I'm, in the I'm bag? Gonna, I'm going to just reach in and pull stuff pull out. Pull something out. So, so you're going to a race. You have 15 minutes. I just said, what, is, what are a couple crucial things you should grab? So I'm going to reach down in here. Let's see what we got. Oh, there we go. First thing. Flashlight. Flashlight and headlamp, right? Um, not only for your runner, but for the crew. That's a good flashlight. There, oh, yeah. When you're is. crewing, you need a flashlight, folks. Or a headlamp, Had, too. It's not bad to have both, though, yeah. too. Yeah, when you're out there in the middle of the night, um, yeah. and generally your, your headlamp turns into somebody else's headlamp. Yeah, that's right. As a crew, right? <laughs> yep. You may have it, but... You don't care who it is. You're willing to give it to them. I think yep. I've donated a couple headlamps to people out of state, but I really don't care. So we got yeah. headlamps. We got avocados. We oh, got, got mini Cadbury. I got a Lunchable in here. That's uh, that's gas station crew food. That's a Lunchable. Right? It's yeah, uh, turkey and cheddar. I don't know if it's cheddar, but it's plastic. Yeah. So that's yeah. a crew. That's a that's a necessity <laughs> here. So he's got oh, something else. I grabbed the water bottle. It's a little teeny 10-ounce yeah. yeah. bottle. Like Nathan bottle. So the reason I yeah. grabbed that is... Um, because you need to have extra bottles and generally water ready, right? right? Because a lot of times when you're grabbing water or when your crews or when your runners are grabbing water, some of those aid stations that are out there, they're filling it out of the creek and they're putting, you know, stuff in there. And if you're later in the race, uh, whatever they're putting in to neutralize it can mess up your stomach. Right. So a lot of times runners are like, I can't drink anymore. This is, smells like bleach or this is, right. you know, sometimes they put orange scent in there to help, stuff like that. But I always bring two gallons of water with me right and then it's always gone by the end because i'm feeling you know everyone else's Everybody else that's stuff. a good idea uh, but and then making sure you know what your what your runner wants for their electrolyte right right so is it efs or what Salt is it tabs, what, something like yep, that what are you yep. putting in there actually we'll get to that one so here i got a i got a ziploc bag with gels and you know like a waffle thing in there and batteries batteries batteries, batteries are crucial yeah. right extra your batteries put batteries on there lots of batteries yep, so. not just for your runner but for everybody else's runner yep. oh a koozie i got a koozie yeah there's nothing cold. in it though yeah well uh, yeah. that's kind of a bummer so, but yeah he's well, got a koozie got yep. a koozie because you're going to probably have a couple beverages yep adult or not whatever yep. um you got to keep it cold what else? Wipes. Ooh. Ooh. Flushable, <laughs> moist towelettes. Those are staying in the uh, bus, I'm afraid. Yeah, We're going to yeah. put them right here. So <laughs> crucial, I don't know how many times I had to donate a sock or a sleeve. Oh, yeah, we'll somebody. stick to the baby wipes, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's you a always, little more yeah. important. You always go with the sleeve first. Yep. Um, if you have a short sleeve shirt on, just whack a sleeve off and then go with the, go with the sock. Because you definitely don't want to do you wool know. socks. Let's see here. For the uh, runners, yeah. Oh, Safe. Fireball! I brought a mini bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crucial. Not just for the the crew, but for the racer. That's right, true. a lot of times, you know, they're hitting. If if Harry's running in, I'm giving him a gin and tonic. Right, <laughs> yeah, pretty Mile much. 50, he's like, he's already switched over to pure Coke to finish yeah. gin and tonic. Here you go, man. Yeah. You know, got a little lime in there, a little citrus. That's what we're rolling with. Let's see here, what else? Oh, so I brought a I brought a watch, a extra, spare watch, extra GPS so, watch. Yeah. yeah, and and even if it's not an extra GPS watch, it's a charger that you can hook the watch to. So oh, either okay. you can zip tie it together and stick it in their bag so it's charging and still calculating their miles right. while they're going one two-hour aid station or something. Huh. Or you can charge it every aid station for right. that 10 minutes or there and try to keep it going. Gotcha. Let's see. Whoa, what else we got? Oh, this is the uh, the med bag. Oh, the med right? bag. Right. So I got some ibuprofen in here. Uh, allergy pills. Oh, so yeah. Good. That, you know, Go bee ahead. sting. Hey, yep. sorry. 
they don't have an EpiPen, but here's no, an allergy, allergy pill. pill. Maybe this will help you take three of them. I think when you're um, when you're out there, you're inhaling a lot of dust. Yeah. I think later yeah. in the race, that really starts to affect you. Yeah. And having that allergy pill, that might knock it down a little bit. That's, That's a right. really good idea. Uh, ibuprofen. Yeah. But be careful, right? Yeah, As a crew, be careful. I try to pay attention to Debbie's pill bag, saying, "Okay, right. how many of these did you take? Right. How many of this did you take? A Percocet or right? What She's did got you a little take? pill pouch. That's, That's what right. She has. And there's right. a pill pouch in this bag yeah. too. Yeah, there is. That, awesome. So that little pill pouch is. So you know those like my grandpa is going to yeah. give me some change. change. He pulls his little change, little doohickey yep. out of his pocket. Yeah. Uh, fill those with S caps, and then fill another one with. You know whatever else that you need to take with you, because right. and then when she runs in, I have a spare already full of S caps. Mm-hmm. I throw it in her pouch and she's out. Right. Um, but I'm also paying attention to to how many meds she's taken or or whatever else is gone. You know gels, yep. stuff like that. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, five hour energy. This is this will help you get home if you have to. Uh, when does that As a driver? I think it's not expired that. yet. It's 16. Yeah, J- July wanna, of this year. You want to hit that? With the I'm avocado? not going to hit this it's right great. here. <laughs> I'm good. Go I'll mix that with the fireball. fireball. Yeah, there your coffee. Okay, Some guy running through the mountains and cut off jean shorts here in a minute. Um, oh, yeah. Nice one. Nice oh, one. Yeah. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Crucial. Yeah, especially the spray one. Yeah. Sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes you're you're sunscreening, you know, stranger. Strangers you don't know, and they're flinging their hair like they just got out of the water. It gets you know, it gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but but that's part of the. Uh, Sometimes the you don't want the creepy yeah. aid station yeah. guy rubbing you down with. Yeah, the, you'd rather the, have me do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's Cause, Lane. Because Lane's hey. not creepy. No, right? no, get over here, <laughs> guy with the soul patch. That's right. You know, your little bitmoji, and and uh, and let's do this. That's right. Yeah. So we're gonna do a quick little recap. Here's what Lane brought in his. Oh, his I have crew one more bag. thing. Oh, he's got another. One more. This is a big this bag. One, sorry. This one, it is a huge bag. Actually, I have two more. Two more. Yep, um, there it powder. is. Squeaky cheeks. Squeaky right. cheeks, which we use. Um, uh, yeah. We got a bottle here, and we stays in the bus yeah. for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, so yeah. that's I, I'm I'm in love with this stuff. Now this one was the bear savior of last year. So I have this pretty dandy uh, thing that I put in my truck. It's so the people that go overlanding, right? They do the five to ten day, twenty day, thirty day treks out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Uh, have these off road fridge freezers, so they right. can put all their cold food in there. Well, I have one that I bring to races. It does. And I froze at one degree last year. Pops, freezer pops. Like little otter, otter pops, pops yeah. or PD light pops. I was pops. making it rain. I mean, people running yeah. in, I'm like, boom, who wants otter pops? I don't yeah. know you, you people want otter pops? Let's do it. I had like 10. I ended up actually going back into Logan Did you and really? buying another package of them from the Walmart. Yeah. Um, and I tossed them in the cooler and I got them frozen. And then at the end of the race, I had ice cream, ice cream sandwiches at the end of the bear. Oh. And, you know, just like throwing them out. Hey, who wants ice cream? You know, yeah. this, is, this is why the crew is here to make you happy. That's and for right. those that are listening to this podcast and getting super excited, I've already locked down Lane for the bear this year. So you if you're looking for a crew member, he's off the market. And so if you notice, that, that pop you're looking at is a Pedialyte, Pedialyte. pop. So you're not only getting a freezer pop that tastes like delicious whatever. Uh, you're getting some electrolyte jammed in there that's with a good you, idea. Right? I think that's something so. you guys really need to take away. Those yeah. people are listening out there. Yeah. Get the PD light pops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, have some some use for it, not just the flavor oh, and all last that. Last but not least, the the uh, bottle, bottle opener. opener. Bottle He's opener. got a bottle opener. Yeah. So, yeah. quick rundown of the essential crew bag. We've got a bottle opener. We've got a five-hour energy drink. We've got a mini bottle of Fireball cinnamon whiskey. We've got a PD light pop, a koozie, sunscreen, a lunchable, wet wipes. Headlamp flashlight, extra GPS watch, some med stuff. We got some ibuprofens. We've got some allergy band aids. Uh, we've got gels. Extra batteries are huge because if you yeah, don't, yeah. your crew doesn't use them. Someone else's will. Yep. Every year, someone's it missing out on happens. those. So these are some huge things just to have, even if they're not on your list, uh, to have with have with you. So this is a great. I'm going to keep a couple of these. I think. Yeah. Like I said, that was a bus. fast. I'm running out the door. Right. Uh, I, I haven't actually planned for this because if you're planning for it, you're packing things like, hey, because some people at mile 47.6, I want new socks yep. and I want my other shoes. Yep. At mile 89, put my damn hokas on me. That's right. Because I want to run on pillows That's until right. I finish this thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, some I people, like Debbie, Debbie doesn't change her shoes. She right. doesn't have foot problems. And she doesn't generally ever take her socks off. Right. Some people will clean their feet every aid station. Debbie is, you know, I'm in, I'm out, right. let's roll. So it just depends on what your runner wants, but you'll learn that over time. And the, the one I did forget, just because it's half gone and sitting over by me, is the avocado. So make oh, yeah. sure you have avocado. And the Cadbury eggs. We oh, should yeah. bring avocados oh, from yeah. Mexico. Yeah, Cadbury, eggs, so yeah, Cadbury eggs just look good. So we'll, we'll probably, so we'll probably eat those. Warm. We'll probably eat those, too. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how you have it with the crew stuff. You know, we'll have some stuff on the website. Maybe we'll upload a pace chart just to have a, an idea of that. But, yeah. you know, between 
crewing and pacing is just two very big, I don't say tools even, but, you know, boosts, help, yeah. helpers uh, to help you through your race. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody does things a little bit differently, right? You know, I mean, there's one thing I forgot. What's that? Imodium. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know AD. how many times I hand out a modium to people. They come yep. in and they're just like, you know, bubble gut is running yep. rampant. They're like, yep. I need something, hook me up. And I'm like, here, take this, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of tips from this as far as even coming into an aid station. You know, a lot of it comes down to the runner. I mean, it's their race, so they might have an idea. But the newer runners, you know, they may not know all the tips and tricks. And there's a lot more out there. I mean, these are just some for sure. And I know as a crew out there, you've got your own. Yeah, I think we're we're kind of catering this show to more of the newbie kind of what do i do moderately experienced person those yeah, people mean, are super experienced at this they got dialed oh right? you they, see some of these it's like a nascar it is it's like a stopping in i mean i've, I've looked yeah. at some people yeah. running in and i mean they've got their stuff laid out yep. i mean I, I was running a wasatch one year the first aid station we got to i just had a drop bag and all of a sudden i hear hey manners and i look up and it's rick robinson scott Jaime's father-in-law right he had my stuff laid out on the ground right spaced <laughs> and i'm like whoa you know and i knew exactly what i needed when i needed it and he's right. not he's never crewed me before but he's done it so much he's like well this will help even though i don't know what he wants but he's like make sure you got your gel you got your salt tabs so there's people out there that are dialed in nascar I mean, friendly watching uh anna frost right oh yeah she runs a tight ship her yeah. mom and dad Come rolling in in the uh, the Mercedes, uh, you know, or, or the Dodge, yeah, yeah. Sprinter, Sprinter, whatever it is. But it's the the big camper style, right. and they got the back all laid out. It's perfect. She they pull out the table, they get all their stuff laid out. She comes running in, and they're running with her. Right, they got right. the stuff. She's in. She grabs a handful. She's out, and they're running behind her, handing her stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Luke does the same thing. When yeah. Luke comes running in, his wife is even. You know, she's pregnant. You know, belly sticking out. She's chasing his ass up the hill, <laughs> uh, handing him bottles, and he's like, "Here's my pack," and he's gone. I mean, right. and and it's down to the point with with some of them where it's I want three point two and a half ounces of water right. to my you know this much because they know you know what your body wants so yeah. it's a learning experience you'll get there that's right so what we want to do now is uh, you know part of this beaver head I think it'd be good it, it's a contest it is a contest but you have to enter so yeah. I think entering this contest maybe you know what do you think Joel about throwing out a crew tip. That's a good idea. Because well, there's a lot out there. We want to make there. this accessible yeah. to everybody, That's right? That's true. That's true. So maybe somebody that wants to do the 100K and they've never done something that long and they've never had a, a crew before. They they don't have a crew. Yeah. They've never had that experience. Oh, one thing we need to mention about the beaver heads. If you enter the 100K, it looks like there's only one place for a drop bag. Wow. That's I love ins- it. That's awesome. I do, too. I, I love it. I, now, I could be wrong, but I was just looking at the the chart the other day. And this this right here is my type of race where you you're pretty much on your own. Yeah. Well, and we awesome. talked about that before too. Is people saying using pacers, not using pacers, right. having a crew, not we having can a have crew. A, you know, another show on that. Oh, probably. we will. But I just want to make sure that everybody understands that if you're going to enter this and you win that 100k entry, and you want it. That's experienced yeah. runner type yeah. stuff. This ain't no you know first 100k type of thing. Yeah. You better be experienced. 50k, that's fine. You know, I think I don't think there was any drop bags on the 50k. Well, 50k. You could use an aid station or use a pack. Yeah, there's plenty of aid through. stations, yep. but there's there's only one drop bag to get for the hundred k. Get your goods. Yeah, your change of clothes, your change of socks, change of shoes. Grab That's, your headlamp. Yep. St- yeah. Make sure you have that. <laughs> Keep it with you. Get your headlamp, folks. So, Lane, thanks for joining us today, and thanks for the fireball, the avocado, and some of this other stuff you're going to leave in the bus. That's right. You're welcome. That lunchable. That's why we're in handy. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we want to thank Lane for joining us. The rain has stopped. Thank it's goodness. just a beautiful morning Chris Bear we're back in studio 78 which is just feels right it does feels it does. good i'm looking at Joel's tr- trail manners boco hat yeah it's one with the van on it the baby blue with the this green this is the first time i've worn it is it it's so it, comfy. it looks good yeah. it looks good i've been wearing it around the house with the tag on with your robe yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another show <laughs> that is i've another seen show. it on the webcam <laughs> yeah, that's right it's hot <laughs> on the yeah. nanny cam yeah oh yeah yeah i got yeah. my house slippers too <laughs> i hacked it yeah oh that's a visual yep but, yeah, thanks, Lane, for yeah, joining us. You. you know, and, again, thanks for – I mean, you've helped all of us out yep. uh, in the races, and it's a good time for, for us to even say thanks um, for everything you've done for us because I know it's it's not a thankless job, but crewing, pacing, that's a lot of work. It is a and lot it work. is a lot of stress. Yep. And, again, you're not the one that's getting the, the plaque or the certificate or, or the, the buckle or the buckle or the notoriety at the end. But without crew and pacers, a lot of, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people wouldn't get their goal either. So, I that's mean, it's, right. it's critical, and I know you've helped – 
I mean, loads of people. So, so thank you for that. Hey, thanks for having me. This is good. This I is hope good. I can come back and maybe do some guest appearances. Yeah, Just jump in and you know, that'd be fun. Throw some awesome sauce on the on the bus. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you bring in your goodie bag. Yeah, we might let you in the every bus every single time. I'll have a bag full of something different. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll make you a little little regular. Uh, what else we got, Joel? I I think that, is that it. Are we done? I think so. So episode 17 is in the book. It's in the book. Again, don't uh, don't forget to look for us on Antelope Island. Reach right. out to us beforehand. Maybe uh, slot some time in there. I'll be running 25K. Yep. Um, we should have an over-under of my time. I'm definitely not trained for it. I've no. run the race like six times, the 25K, and I'm thinking I'll be over uh, probably one of my slower times. But That's I'm hoping okay. just to have fun. That's right. That's um, hey, about. I'll, I'll be out there too. I'll be in a bright yellow Land Rover. Yep. Um, so if you see me, grab me. You need something. Whatever, I'm there. Well, I'll just, help you out. Just bring a lot. Bring yeah. an avocado. I'm Not on. that I would need it, but it probably just tastes. You know, maybe good. maybe I'll make an avocado gun, like a like a potato <laughs> gun. Oh, just <laughs> shoot! Yeah, em. open your mouth up, whack, and then it'll hit you, and it'll just peel the outside of the avocado off, and all the deliciousness will go inside. Right, that's watch out for the, the seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The seed could take out a couple. It'll self clearance. Yeah, so that's good. yeah, look for us there. And again, uh, you know, don't forget to grab your gear, um, spread the love, um, take some shots of you with your trail manner stuff. Um, other than that. I think we're square away here. I think so, too. All right, let's go enjoy the day. Lane, thanks again. Yep. Joel, thank, thank you. you. And nope. Studio you, 78, you've never looked more beautiful. So uh, signing off here, Trail Manners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank crewmaster Mr. Lane Farka for joining us today. We'd encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners. You can also swing by our page at trailmanners.com. We've got lots of great gear from hats to T-shirts to stickers that you can represent Trail Manners Nation. You can also look us up on the contact page and let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you want to be on the show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. Go get it.